and welcome back to Step by Step. Today, we're going to look at one of the most incredible statements Jesus ever made. Why was Jesus born? Why did he come? How does Jesus answer that question? In these videos, we're walking through Mark's Gospel. It's a book in the Bible that tells us about Jesus Christ. The section we're going to be thinking about in this episode is Mark chapter 10 and verses 32 to 45. If you want to read the passage for yourself, there is a link to an online Bible in the video description. Now, whenever we get a new prime minister, one of their first tasks is to pick their cabinet. These are the important jobs of government. The people who will lead in various areas of decision making. I'm sure for a politician, any position in the cabinet is a significant one. Yet it's clear that some are more important than others. The Chancellor of the Exchequer, Foreign Secretary or the Home Secretary are the great offices of state. These are the top jobs. In our passage, two of Jesus' disciples, the brothers James and John, approach him with a request. Mark tells us their question in verse 37. Let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in glory. Now, what were they asking? Remember, Jesus has announced himself as God's promised king. For many, the expectation at the time was that this king would take his place on the throne in Jerusalem and free the Jewish nation from Roman occupation. Yet, the Bible gives a different picture. It tells us that this kingdom is a people that belong to God through faith in Jesus. A people now, a people in this world, but also a people who will enjoy an eternity with God. However, James and John understood the kingdom. They accepted that Jesus, as king, would have the top job. But they were quite keen on job numbers two and three, to sit at his right and at his left. As Jesus' rule materialised, they wanted to be at the top of the pile with the most significant roles going. When the other disciples heard about this, they were pretty miffed. Mark tells us in verse 41. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. You can imagine their thoughts. Who do James and John think they are? Why should they get the top jobs and not us? Maybe they were also kicking themselves because they hadn't thought to ask first. So the disciples are at each other's throats. There's division in the camp. How does Jesus deal with it? Well, he tells them two things. The first is a lesson in leadership. In verse 42, Mark tells us, Jesus called them together and said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Jesus here points his disciples to the example of the Roman officials who governed the land of Judea. How did they do it? Well, they had power and they used it to get what they wanted. They lorded it over the people. However, that's not the model of leadership for the kingdom of God. In verses 43 and 44, Jesus carries on. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. Life in the kingdom is not to be defined by personal power or importance. Instead, it is to be lived in the service of others, thinking of them before yourself. What should James and John have asked Jesus? Not can we have the best jobs. No, it should have been teach us how we can help others and do them good. 
But then in verse 45, Jesus says something absolutely staggering. Serving is not just a principle of the kingdom. It's also the activity of the king. Jesus says, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve. Mark has been telling us that Jesus is the son of God. He is God's promised king. There is no one more important or more significant than Jesus. Yet Jesus says he did not come to be served. He didn't come so that everyone would gather around and do whatever he wanted, so that his life would be as comfortable as possible. No, he came as a servant to serve. What did that mean for Jesus? Well, he tells us, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. For Jesus, this meant giving his life. It meant giving everything, holding nothing back. It meant a gruesome death on a Roman cross, but not a senseless death. His life would be the payment that would set many free. That's what he means when he speaks about a ransom. You see, the Bible teaches that we are all held captive by our sin. We have wronged God and deserve his judgment. In his son, the Lord Jesus, God pays the price to set us free. Through the cross, the gateway of forgiveness is opened. And now, if we trust Jesus, we can be set free. Why did Jesus come? Why did the Son of God enter this world? Why was he born? Why did he live? He left heaven so that he could serve us through his death on the cross. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that totally mind-blowing? I want to encourage you to just spend some time thinking about what Jesus says here. How does it make you want to respond to him today? That's it for now. In the next episode, Jesus enters Jerusalem and it's some entrance. If you want to be notified, please like or subscribe on our Facebook page, YouTube channel or one of the podcasts. Hopefully, see you next time.